I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike Show yes, and are. the Bulldog no, on WGR Sports Radio 550. Right. Mike Ditka, Super Bowl winning player and coach. So there, that explains the that's the the theme this week is the big game, of course, and Ditka passes. He's one of how many Super Bowl winning coaches? Or did you want to? You were ready for like both. What What do you mean? How many Player coaches have coach. won the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, what's that number going to be? How many Super Bowls have there been? Fifty-six. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, multiple winners. Thirty-three. No. Thirty. Twenty-nine. <laughs> Twenty-nine is my number. You said you say thirty-three. No, it's too. That's too high. And you it, just it just felt wrong. There's too many multiple winners. Uh, see. Twenty. Twenty-nine. Now I got to go count them. All right. I think it's twenty-four. Hmm. All right. So your your instinct was correct. Yeah, it was way too high to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Four coaches have won three or more, so that's that ends up being sixteen. Sixteen out of fifty-six. We said this is fifty-seven. Yes, this is fifty-seven. Sunday are four men: Belichick, Noel Walsh. Oh, sorry, it's so early in the show to bring up Bill Walsh around Bulldog. <laughs> Never lost one either, by the way. Sorry. And uh, Joe Gibbs. Overrated. All he did was throw passes to fullbacks. Overrated. Tom if, ever, if you ever watch those old games, it's all it was. Just out in the flat to Earl Cooper. It's a joke. It was Innovator. a joke. It was a pa! joke. The Walsh tree. Two times. It's like, a, it's like a rotted tree that got torn down in your yard because it had, uh, what's that, infestation? The, the, the ash borer virus. Ash borer virus. Thank you. Yes. Is that the infestation you were referring to? Yes, that is what I was getting at. Yes. Two I times. I thought you'd like that if I mentioned your trees. Lombardi, Flores, Jimmy Johnson, George Seifert, Mike Shanahan, Tom Coughlin, Bill Parcells, Tom Landry, Don Shula. And then this is the whole list of ones. Stram, Vermeil, Cower, Reed, Tomlin, Carol McVeigh. Where's Doug Peterson? Mm, oh, I know. Good. This is see, it's an incomplete list. There are other ones: Don McCafferty, Doug Peterson. Now I still need to know. Maybe you were right on. This is just a list of coaches who've coached in multiple 
Super uh-huh. Bowls, and 24 wins out of that group. But there are some some singles. Okay. Well, wow, I'm still alive. You're still alive. <laughs> Such an early, an early rebirth in today's show. We're only in the first few minutes, and I've already been reborn. Bruce Arians has one. I didn't even know I died. Dungy? Yeah, Dungy's got one. He was the Colts coach when they won. Caldwell was when they lost. I believe that's right. Caldwell lost to the Saints. Sean Payton then would be one. Uh Uh-huh. We're up near 30 now. How exciting. What a start. I like my number. Well, 29's my number. What a start. It's going to be higher. But how many, like Ditka's on a pretty short list of guys who won it as a player and then as a coach. Yes, and I don't know. I don't have that list. I guess I didn't have this one either. (laughs) (laughs) As it turns out, yeah. Yeah, Ditka. How about that guy? So, um, have you been doing any prop research or betting? Uh, not much. No, I mean, I've I've I looked. You know, even going back to last week, I think I mentioned there was one thing about a couple of guys getting two sacks each. I like, uh, but I haven't done that yet. I do have one one parlay in on the game that's uh, heavy Chiefs. You know, heavy Chiefs scoring a lot. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Um, but I, so I, I'm you know, I got I got days here still. Is that because you expect that to happen? Um, Kansas City in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've I've sort of gotten there. I think they they will get their points. I don't. I'm maybe I'm least confident about them winning the game ultimately. But I I I think both teams are going to score. Then you uh, might my, the the Super Bowl you're describing is basically the other the last Eagles appearance with New England. Yeah, yeah. Forty one thirty three was that score. I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah. You can, for it. you can bet on whether or not this game will will be scoregami. Okay. Meaning a final score that's never happened before. Most likely, so I went digging into this one. There's two that I went digging into. Uh, this is the first one, scoregami. What would be the most likely final score if it were scoregami? A game that's a final score that's never happened in the history of the NFL. Not just Super Bowls or playoffs, anytime. Mm-hmm. I guess preseason wouldn't count, but... Regular season and on. 32-26. There's never been an NFL game that ended 32-26. Sort of like that for if it goes to overtime. 32-26. One team scores a touchdown and misses the kick or something. I don't know. Um, 32-26. Well, if the the first team doesn't score anything and then the first team scores a touchdown, do they have to kick the extra point? Yeah, if the second team scores a touchdown. That's right. That's right. They wouldn't. That would be a walk-off 32-26 win. Oh, that's that's, that's it. Right, right? That's it. Yeah. There you go. There's your scenario. How has there never been a game? How many games? There's been know, like at least a I couple know. hundred games, right? In the history like, of the NFL? Yeah, like, yes. like you know, at least 200. How how in the world has there never been 32-26? There's also never been 36-23. Flip I also the, don't believe that. Flip the second numbers. Gentlemen, do I have two numbers right? Are you sure this is a complete list? I'm a little yes. shaken by your first list being incomplete. I don't blame you. But yes, that's how, that's I am. Today. It's, it just, this is coming so soon after that first gaff. Now I'm I'm a little nervous. <laughs> gaff. It's fine. You're right. Actually, uh, <laughs> you should be nervous. There is a website that makes this easy. NFLScoreagami.com. How do we know that website's not fake news? I just I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm looking sorry. at it, <laughs> and where there's the little white boxes are the scores that have never happened before. The green. It's, I love this one. You know, I'm a numbers geek, so of course I would. But you can click on any score and get the whole list of 
every game that's ended with that score. So 36-23 has never happened, and 32-26 has never happened. Also, 50-3 has never happened. Oh, so close. 51-3 has happened twice. Mm. 50-3 has never happened. 41-40 has never happened. That's the game I want Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me 41-40. That's, that's, I'm all for that. 41-40 has never happened. 40... Get out of here with this one here. Would you? I'm doing this left-handed, so I hope you appreciate appreciate mm, everybody's patience. A, listen to this guy, folks. He is digging in for you today. Forty-one thirty-nine has happened. That's maybe more likely because of the two-point. You know, uh, somebody needs to go for two at the end to tie it, and they fail. This happened in a Rams 49ers game, a, a Thursday night game, just about five years ago, and that's exactly how it ended. Forty-one thirty-nine. So that one's taken. Anyway, so Scorigami, right there on yours on FanDuel. What what uh, what sort of what sort of odds do I get if I want to bet on it being Scorigami? I didn't write that down. Uh, okay. Well, I'll look. I'll Heavy. Look. I, it's a I, it's a big long shot. I would think. I ha- I have that I have that app. So <laughs> it's like it's probably over plus a thousand. I think right. I think it would have to be. But yeah, you you have that app, and it's a big long shot bet. But a couple of those scores seem plausible. Maybe not fifty to three in this no, game. No, probably but. not. I, I, you know, I'd be pretty surprised if we got fifty to three. Another one is: Will the game end on a kneel down? So guess what I did, and I do have the odds on that. You bet on the game ending on a kneel down? No, if I were to bet it, I think I'd bet against it. And okay. it's just a single point that I have in my mind as to why. I went through every Bills game this year to see what happened on the last play. They played. 18 games, including playoffs. How many do you think ended on a kneel down? Three. 12. Whoa. 12 Bills games this year, the last play was a kneel down, including the last three. It's easier to do the other list. Only six were not. These, you'll know. If I'm looking for excuses for why I was so far off on that, I'll just defend myself by saying usually when the kneel downs are taking place, I'm scrambling to get the gear on and get ready to host post game, and I like often miss the very last series of the game. There, how's that for an excuse? All right. I mean, if you if you feel like you need something, I mean, twelve. I, you know, I work here. I watch these games. I I, I guess three. It's four times more. I would it's not. I would off. not have been uh, as high as twelve. My guess would have been lower than twelve. It would have been higher than three. Maybe okay. like seven or eight, yeah. I would have thought. That's, that's a little more. Half. You know, that's a little better. Maybe a lot better. But 12 out of 18 Bills games. I don't know. I didn't do all the teams. All right. uh, seems like a lot of unnecessary work. Six games did not. So this is kind of cool. The the Miami game that they lost. Remember the last play of that game? You'll remember the last play of every one of these that wasn't a kneel down. Yeah. The yeah, pass to McKenzie. Yeah, the, the Bills, uh, yeah, the Bills uh, ran out of time. Isaiah McKenzie caught a pass. Stayed in bounds. They tried to spike it, and the clock expired before they could. Be funny if the game ended on a spike by the. Well, I guess that would have to be the, the team that's losing. Why would the winning team spike the ball to end the game? Well, that's a move, though. If it's like two seconds left on the clock, you just back <laughs> up and spike it, and it's at, at zeros. So you don't see that. The McKenzie pass against the Dolphins is one. The next week, the game ended on a field goal against the Ravens. The Patrick Peterson interception is number mm-hmm. three in overtime. Right. 
the Lions game ended. The Bills kicked the winning field goal, but there were like two or three seconds yeah, left. So they had to kick off, and the Lions. Yeah, we got. We, yeah, I, I, I mentioned this game the other day, and we were talking about what you know games that ended on zeros. You know, with the winning points, and I thought the Lions game was well. I thought it had, but it was close. But there was a stupid lateral play after that. Yeah. Right. So that game ended on a kickoff return. Number five is the Saturday night game against Miami. Also ended on the winning field goal, zeros after that. And there's only and why I would bet the the side that it doesn't, be, the odds are exactly right. Um, if just if the if the Bills are representative of the whole league, and they don't have to be, it's one small season, you know, of mm-hmm. of evidence. But you would put it at about seventy percent, sixty five to seventy percent chance or, or of games that end on a kneel down, and that's about where the odds put you. The, there's only one Bills game this year, though that didn't end on a kneel down, that wasn't close. Every close game, or rather every game that didn't end in a kneel down was close except for one, in case I misspoke. You have the overtime against the Vikings. You have the Mm -hmm. Dolphins and the Ravens down to the last seconds. The Lions game down to the last seconds. And the first game in Miami. That's not the order, but we've run it Mm -hmm. down. The Bears game is the only game that wasn't close that ended on a play other than a kneel down. That was a Nathan Peterman Hail Mary that was intercepted. Oh, that brings back so many memories. Oh, boy. Jaquan Johnson. So I bet no, just because if it's a real close game, um, I think you get the field goal. You get the crazy lateral play by the team that's losing. You know, you get a turnover and a Hail Mary, something like that. You get a touchdown even to win. What, what would that be like? Um, yeah, so kneel downs, everybody. 12 out of 18. Allen had eight. Keenum had two. Zach Wilson kneeled it out. Joe Burrow kneeled Burrow. it out. Yeah, Burrow. Yeah. There it is. That one I remember. So I'm excited for the game. I know uh, a, a lot of people are. It's the Super Bowl anyway. Some are not. You've been sort of not indifferent. Sal, too, yesterday. Kind of like, I'm not feeling it yet. Um, but a lot of us are. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the game. My struggle was with watching Kansas City and Cincinnati play uh, more than anything else. I was still sort of banged up about the the Bills' season ending uh, the way it did by the time, you know, a week had gone by and we watched the championship game. I I didn't have any real problem watching the 49ers and the the Eagles, although that game was, you know, not that watchable because it got stupid when San Francisco could not pass the ball. Big letdown, right? Big letdown. Um, yeah, the AFC game was a struggle because it just it just sort of re, you know, it just it just, just it maybe aggravated all over again about how the game had gone the prior week, and that was a new experience for me. But you know, almost a couple of weeks have gone by. I I am looking forward to this. I think it's a very interesting matchup. I mean, I, I I've enjoyed talking about it all week with the guests we've had on, and look forward to another couple of days of it. Um, you know, just the way these teams are built. You know how they're you know, how they're talked about, how they're perceived. Uh, Jalen Hurts' his spot and all that with this sort of super team top to bottom in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs. I, I saw um, our buddy Eric Eager. Can I, can I sit hours? Is that okay? Like, I feel like I'm you're fine closer with, with him. But um, I, I enjoy talking to him a great deal. And I did really like there were a couple of tweets he had today about the Chiefs, how, you know, what the Chiefs did this year. Of course, they traded Tyreek Hill. And they also didn't convert 
Mahomes's roster bonus or whatever. They did not do what teams do when quarterbacks have these massive contracts often, which is redo them and sort of kick the can down the road. They they bit off the entire chunk that he was due at once this year, and that means his cap number was bigger this year. And I guess Eager was asserting that that's the kind of thing you do if you're just sort of looking at a. I don't, want to, I don't know how he phrased it, like a transition year, a treading water year, maybe not a year you expect to end up in the Super Bowl, and they did. Anyways, like they, they sort of paused a little, I think, by some of their actions. Like They didn't do everything they could do to get the best roster they could this year. They counted on rookies. They paid Mahomes that full money rather than spread it out and then use that money on other guys that they could count on plugging right in, and they still made it anyways. And that's just so interesting. I mean, the Eagles haven't exactly mortgaged the future, but they are, for right now, they look bulletproof, and, you know, I doubt that that lasts very long. Um, you know, they'll have to replenish and, and just replace people as they go here. So they, they peaked at a very opportune time. They have this perfect team, and, you know, that probably does, doesn't last in today's NFL. And the Chiefs sort of got through a year where that was happening to them, and they still made it to the Super Bowl anyway, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I guess maybe I'm a little bit obsessed with the idea that whoever wins it sort of shows the blueprint, that that the lesson of how to win a Super Bowl has just been demonstrated. And I I guess what you're saying is the the result of this game will lead to two very different blueprints, or we have that already. And I don't know which which one do you like more. I mean, I think it's it's a little bit more um, not thinking about this as a Bills fan or anything, but it's a little bit more reassuring when you have a team like Philadelphia that, like a caller the other day mentioned, we talked about the odds and next year now the Bills are an early Super Bowl favorite again, and the guy was one of these. I think many fans are sort of expecting the roster to not look as strong next year. Uh, we'll see what happens. And he said, I don't get it. Like, they're not a complete team. Why would they still be the favorite or a favorite? And I said, it's because complete team is not how, how it works. It's not what it's about. The, the players are not all equally important. The starting positions are not all equally important. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Hertz has been great. But they're more, that's a complete team. They're great on the offensive line. They're great on the defensive line. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, I mean, a tremendous one-two punch. They use different running backs, on and on and on. Goddard even is. is Yes, of course. He's above average. He's very good. Yeah. Right. So the Eagles, I mean, how do you win? If they win, how do you win it? Be good at everything. (laughs) Just be be great everywhere. What about Kansas City? Kansas City has impact players on defense, so I'm not ignoring that. Mm -hmm. Mahomes and Kelsey. You explain that Eric Eager stuff. They decided, like, Tyreek Hill was enough. For the, in terms of that, in terms of the money. They didn't have to. They decided not to do the restructuring with Mahomes. So get Tyree Kill off the books and take draft picks instead, and let's work it out. And so how do you get there if Kansas City wins? Have the best quarterback in the league. Right. <laughs> That's – Yeah. They're not, I, I, they're not bad everywhere. It's just they're not Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, so how much value is there in having, you know, the best left guard in football? 
you know, in the best center, whatever, or, or top top three, top five, however you want. I'm sure they don't have the best guys at every position, but whatever. They're very, very good all over the field. I, I kind of like it, you know, from a Bills perspective. Um, I, I, I like that, like, if the Chiefs pull it off, and, and like, even if they don't, I mean, they made the Super Bowl, you know, they, they, they did it um, any year that, you know, maybe, like like I'm saying, Eric Eager was asserting that they, that they you know, didn't, quote-unquote, go for it necessarily, but they still made it. And I like that from a Bills perspective because, you know, not, not that I'm, I'm, I'm here to hold everyone's feet to the fire and, like, you don't get any excuses, but if the Chiefs can do it, so can you, Brandon Bean. You know, you've got your big quarterback contract now. Now, you did pay your receiver rather than trade him. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked a lot about that last year and how the Chiefs were significantly different from the Bills in how they handled Tyreek Hill versus how the Bills handled Diggs because they already had a trophy. So even if they didn't reach the Super Bowl this year, you still like, well, you know, we got one already and we're just sort of retooling here on the fly. We'll be stronger next year for having taken this quote-unquote step back in 22. But, again, they made the Super Bowl. So I, I kind of I like it for just conversation about them. Like, okay, I, Brandon Bean, everybody's got a salary cap. They do, you do, let's go. Like, how are you going to manage Tremaine Edmonds if you really need to keep him uh, or replacing him? Same with Poyer, all this stuff. Um, you know, the Chiefs let Teran Matthew go. He was the MVP of the team last time they won the Super Bowl. And they decided, no, 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 we, you know, so there, there's a Poyer example, if you want. Well, And so I kind of like that for viewing the Bills moving forward. And you can have confidence in this, in this area, I think. I mean, Bean's been very good at yeah. this. Um, where I think, and anybody can have an opinion, I mean, where I think I would like things to have been different is really it's running back and the draft capital at running back versus wide receiver. Like, that's been... Has there been another like that's been my one objection here with the Bills in the last four years or three? What how far back? Singletary's four years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. he yeah. played four seasons. E- even him. It's just I want to get to. I don't want to rush it because I think we can do this a lot more than last year and the year before. Bijan Robinson and just all right. What are the odds here? The, the mock drafts are out. And it's Bijan Robinson of the Bills. The first one I called up, Eric Edholm, NFL.com, Bijan Robinson. Like, they think that's about where he goes. The Bills, you know, he, he's an elite running back prospect. The Bills still, to some extent or another, searching at the position. It, it's going to be a popular take. Mm-hmm. And that will be, you know, we'll have our, we'll get our mileage out of that. Um, I was going to say something else. Just the, the running back versus receiver. I'm not, they haven't picked him yet, but like other other drafts where running backs have been picked instead. Mm-hmm. That's my really one. I can't think of another one that I've had with you know. It's it's not just receiver. I guess the the edge rusher year and forsaking wide receiver has been one criticism of mine. All right, while we're talking here, I think the actual number of different men who've won the Super Bowl is forty three. <laughs> really? so, sorry, yes, <laughs> I've got. 21 coaches who've won at least two. No, that's not even right. That's not even right. Who've won and and been in at least two is what this list is. And I, I've got 22 more that have won one time. So there would be some crossover here. The 43 is still wrong. Second gaffe. 
I'm still not. I'm still what? not feeling the sense of closure I'm going to no. need on this subject. <laughs> Holmgren is on both lists. Got to cross him. McVeigh is on both lists. Pete Carroll is on both lists because these are coaches have also lost. Yeah. Second gaff. Gaff one A. Gaff one B. Andy Reid. Cower. Cower lost. Oh, to Dallas. Yeah. That's right. Vermeil lost one. Stram lost Super Bowl one. This is going to end up on your first guess. 43 minus <laughs> 7. 36 now, I think, is the number. 36. Um, Who could possibly trust this man? No, I. Right that's fair. That's fair. No Joe Ostrowski today. He got sick out in Arizona. That's terrible. Mm. So we won't have Joe. We will have Tyler Dunn at 4, all times Eastern. We'll have Ross Tucker at 5.30, a little bit later because of his schedule today. And we'll have Aaron Schatz at 6. Possibility of Paul Hamilton, depending on how his day works out. A lot of Sabre sound, as we call it today. Kevin Adams spoke. We'll probably play uh, some or all of his press conference later on in the show. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. 803-0550 for your calls. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.